This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Philly. Many independent coffee shops across the city have unionized in recent months, and some of them were getting help from members of the Starbucks Workers United Union. I'm talking with a barista from Ultimo Coffee, which won its union election a few weeks ago, and a labor organizer who's been helping these independent coffee shops start their movements. It's Monday, December 12, 2022. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. I'm joined now by Alex Riccio, a national field coordinator with Starbucks Workers United, and Kay Perry, a barista at Ultimo Coffee in Rittenhouse Square. Kay, I want to start with you. Your shop just recently won your union election in the last few weeks. Why did you feel the need to unionize? I think there's various reasons that we decided to organize at Ultimo Coffee. Um, One of them is some of the specific issues that we dealt with as workers at the company over the past three and a half, going on almost four years that I've worked there. And part of it is also that we knew when we started organizing that this is going to be an industry-wide movement and that it was going to take participation from as many coffee workers and baristas as possible. Um, so we we knew that, you know, in order for the industry to be changed uh, in a positive way um, through this broader labor organizing, that we would also have to be involved. And when you say you wanted sort of the broader industry to be changed, uh, what needs to be changed? So I saw in, in my time in the coffee industry prior to working at Ultima Coffee and during my time there as well, that there was a pretty rigid limit on wages, benefits, and really just like influence over your working conditions, like the issues that people have and the things people want to change can be as financially significant as having healthcare guaranteed to all coffee workers or as maybe seemingly simple or benign as a change in policy, you know, your boss might be forcing you to ignore certain food safety protocols and you might not feel comfortable with that. And you, you know, in a non-unionized workplace, you don't actually have a protected say. And it's really just up to the whims of the owners, whether or not they are going to listen to and implement a change like that. And that's not any kind of like individual fault of the owners of Ultimo Coffee or of Reanimator Coffee or like any of these um, these independent coffee shops that are part of Local 80. It's just kind of the dynamic that's naturally fostered by being an employer. And Local 80 is the 
union that you all are a part of? Yeah, so Local 80 is all of the independent coffee shops and bakeries that are unionized in Philadelphia as part of Workers United. Alex, I want to get you into this conversation as well. Have you gotten a sense that the pressures baristas face at places like Ultimo and Starbucks are universal among baristas? Like, what is it about coffee shops right now? I would say... Yes, in the broadest sense, the grievances are universal. But I also would highlight that it's not exclusive to coffee shops. You know, we live in this system of capitalism. You squeeze as much money from the labor of workers as possible. So because of that, you know, by design, employers are competing with each other. You know, Ultimo employers have to compete with Starbucks, with Good Karma, you know, with other like big chains. So it's it's just this dog-eat-dog competition that's kind of governing the entire universe of workplaces. And that's why the grievances are very universal. Now I would say Starbucks has maybe a little bit more scaled up uh, experiences with these grievances, like chronic understaffing is a chief concern amongst these workers. Um, the wages are definitely not high enough but they do boast having like the ability to pay part-timers some benefits. So there's like degrees of difference between like a small chain. But at the end of the day, the grievances are universal and the complaints are universal. And what most people come to me with is just simply a desire for power in their lives. And Alex, like I mentioned earlier, you work with Starbucks Workers United. How did the conversation start between your organization, and the independent coffee shops around Philly. The basic problem in all my experience with labor organizing is one of power. Bosses have power and workers don't. And at the end of the day, what they want is a say in the decision-making that shapes their daily lives. It's no different from a small independent business and a large multinational like Starbucks. Bosses have all the power and they shape all the decisions. So when it came to Starbucks, you know, in upstate New York, there had been prior organizing efforts at coffee chains called Spot Coffee and Gimme Coffee, kind of similar to like an Ultimo or Elixir or Reanimator here in Philadelphia. They had successfully organized, kind of set an example and sparked some inspiration for Starbucks baristas in the Buffalo area. And then in Buffalo, workers there started forming unions, went public, won elections, and basically modeled that there's a pathway to increasing power and autonomy for workers in the workplace. From there, you know, it's kind of like victory begets victory. Once people start seeing that there's possibilities and something that they can like hold on to, it has this way of sparking like wildfire, just a mass movement. And that's what I feel like I'm a part of right now is just this mass movement. It's not exclusive to Starbucks, but now has spilled over into the general barista world. Once Starbucks workers showed that we can win and even beat this giant multinational company. Philadelphia baristas, I believe, were inspired by that and started actually, without me soliciting them, they just started reaching out to Workers United. And I'm the person that received those phone calls. So people like Kay, other worker leaders from other coffee shops in Philadelphia that have recently unionized, had already had these conversations in their workplaces, had already tried small ways of organizing. And now they saw that there was a union that was willing to back them up. So I think that's like what really spread the kind of movement across 
the whole country. Philadelphia is just one example of places where we're seeing more baristas organizing. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Okay, how did the support and resources from Starbucks Workers United help workers from Ultimo to organize and win their election? Well, I think that there's a couple different ways that Starbucks Workers United has been uh, a help to the Ultimo coffee campaign. And one of them obviously is mentorship. There have been also some specific like types of solidarity actions that Starbucks Workers United sort of started and that we were able to adapt and use for our campaign at Ultimo. One example of that is um, the solidarity sip-ins that Starbucks have done, um, which were also used by organizing workers at Good Karma. Uh, and the idea behind a sip-in is just that people would, you know, come in, order their coffee under the name Union Strong, tip well, um, wear union gear, and sit and, you know, just take up space in the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And there's always this effect that the workers would feel very supported and encouraged and invigorated by it. So we did, I think, three sip-ins in the Ultimo campaign, and those helped really tremendously with morale. How did management at Ultimo respond to the sip-ins and also just the organizing in general? Yeah. So it's it's interesting because we, we kind of expected some more pushback about the sip-ins um, from management and ownership at Ultimo Coffee because there was pretty significant pushback um, from management against the uh, union campaign and the union drive. But the sip-ins in particular did not seem to provoke that much uh, negative response or really any response at all from management compared to other things like, you know, workers between shops talking to each other, which didn't happen that much prior to the union campaign. And then, Kate, how did you feel, you know, how did it feel for you personally to join this movement and ultimately win the union at your store? As someone who's been working in coffee for, I mean, my entire time personally, like my entire time working has only been in coffee. Um, It was the first job I was able to get. I didn't have any relevant experience for anything else. And so I just went from coffee shop to coffee shop. And so seeing this, you know, pattern of this kind of like lateral movement that I had done between coffee shops and that so many other workers that I know had done between coffee shops, you just, you know, you go from one to another and hope it's better and it's the same. Seeing that kind of supplanted by this movement to improve the conditions where you are uh, has been really inspiring, really joyous. Uh, winning has been very surreal. Obviously, there's more, you know, larger goals for the whole industry that 
I also feel connected to and that all of my coworkers and all of the people um, that are organizing at Ultima feel connected to. And so this win is not, you know, doesn't really feel like the, the end or the cap of this movement or our involvement in it. Um, but it has been, yeah, just extremely satisfying because it is often a lot of hard work to organize these campaigns from, from everyone who's involved in it. And to see it pay off is incredible. This question is for both of you. What does this wave of unionization of coffee shops in Philly mean for customers? Well, if I could say it's a little bit corny, but on the Starbucks campaign, something that the workers say is that short staffing equals venti wait times. Uh, <laughs> but I think it really gets to the point, right? right. Like, look, if as a customer, your experience is also shaped by the working conditions of these employees. For and sure. When they're chronically understaffed, when their wages are low, when they don't have any sick leave and they can't actually call out or take like a few days when they inevitably get COVID, uh, that is going to diminish your customer experience in these places too, not only with long wait times, but also with, you know, just the interactions that you have with baristas. So in general, I would say customers are only going to gain to benefit too from the success of these baristas organizing. And I would just add that this is a phrase that we use a lot of, um, a lot of these campaigns, but it is true. Union coffee does taste better. Alex Riccio, a national field coordinator with Starbucks Workers United, and Kay Perry, barista at Ultimo. Thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having us. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Last week, the Pennsylvania Commonwealth Court ruled that the box around the Christopher Columbus statue in South Philadelphia must be removed. According to the Inquirer, it's the latest development in a lengthy legal battle over the statue. So back in the summer of 2020, there were several racial justice protests happening. And this was after the killing of George Floyd. The statue was such a point of contention that it was covered with plywood. The Historical Commission voted to remove it, but Italian-American groups have fought to preserve the statue. So now the ruling to take down the plywood structure altogether reverses a 2021 decision that let the city keep the box up. And there's a new mural in the city. Christian Rodriguez, also known as Tame Arts, finished a mural that immoralizes some of Philly's most influential hip hop artists. That's according to the Inquirer. Rodriguez wanted to create a mural dedicated to all types of hip hop artists. That included not only rappers and DJs, but also graffiti artists and brick dancers. You can see the mural for yourself at the 900 block of Cecil B. Moore Avenue. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Share the link to today's episode with a friend. Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. The box around the Christopher Columbus statue.